said, the Kingston Richmond Youth Council's the Youth Voice podcast. As a youth council, we work in the boroughs of Kingston and Richmond to make sure that the voices and opinions of young people are heard. We're a group of about 10 democratically elected young people who aim to run projects in the local area to make sure that we can have a positive impact on the local community. This is the third episode in a series of podcasts that we are recording over the next year. And they all focus on important issues for young people, ranging from things like climate change and teenage relationships to youth centres. I'm Josie and I'm the Vice Chair of Kingston Richmond Youth Council. In today's podcast, we will be discussing domestic violence in teenage relationships. Please note that this podcast includes a discussion around topics that some listeners may find upsetting. Content in this podcast contains information and discussions of domestic violence, abuse and mental illness, which some listeners may find triggering. In this podcast, we will be giving practical advice, guidance and support if you believe you or a loved one may be experiencing domestic violence. If you are affected by any of the issues discussed in this podcast, you support can be found at avaproject.org.uk, thehideout.org.uk, womensaid.org.uk, mind.org.uk, and the Domestic Violence Helpline on 0808. 2247. For confidentiality reasons, both our guests today will be using pseudonyms or false names. Thanks for being here today. Can you please introduce yourselves and tell our listeners a little bit about your job roles? Hi, I'm Lisa and I work for Achieving for Children and I'm a domestic violence specialist. So I support victims that have experienced uh, abuse. My name's Nina and I work for a domestic violence agency working with young women and girls who are at risk or facing any form of gender-based violence, including domestic abuse. So what is domestic violence and does it take place in teenage relationships? Domestic violence to me is an umbrella term for abuse that can occur in intimate or romantic relationships. So it can be financial abuse, economic abuse, emotional abuse, psychological abuse, um, and all of those, they can definitely all occur in teenage relationships in different ways. Can you tell us about the different types of domestic violence? What are the signs to look out for that domestic violence may be taking place in a relationship? In relationships, everyone's going to have um, moments they're really happy. And I'd say everybody has times when they're really unhappy. What I would say is if you are in a relationship and you're not happy with the way your partner's behaving towards you and it's making you feel uncomfortable, and sometimes it can be in a way where you don't actually know what it is that you don't like, but it's something you don't like then it can be hard to try and establish what's what's going on. 
But what I would say is violence is obviously a physical term, but as Nina said, it can also be controlling of your money, who you're seeing, who you can, what you can wear, where you can go, and it can be over many terms. And it can make people feel quite trapped and find it difficult to want to ask for help. And like I say, it's because they may not necessarily know why or what it is. So we use uh, quite commonly a, uh, a tool called the power and control wheel. And that is readily available on the Internet and it actually breaks down the different forms that we've just talked about, emotional, physical, uh, financial, and it can actually help you to try and understand if you feel something is like that is happening to you. So can either of you give us an example of, of working with a teenager who's experienced domestic violence? Yeah, sure. I've got a, um, a small passage that I've written. Um, Domestic violence in teenage relationships can manifest similarly to in an old relationship. For example, a client I've worked with in the past was being very controlled by her partner. He wouldn't talk to her if she wore a new outfit when he wasn't going to be there. And he'd turn up to things she went to that he wasn't necessarily invited to. Um, he often asked to check her phone and she'd let him. And he would question every person on her phone and get annoyed with her if he didn't know them. So anyone she was messaging, he would kind of question who they were. And if he didn't know who they were or he hadn't met them, he'd get very annoyed with her talking to them. Uh, that can be male or female. Uh, her partner would tell her he would die without her. And by the end of the relationship, she felt very trapped. And she ended up losing a lot of her friends due to his behavior and uh, his reactions to her speaking to people and she became very reliant on him and very isolated from like family and friends and everyone else in her life. And what advice would you give to a young person in this situation? Um, I would always advise them to to speak to someone they trust that could be friends, family, someone at school um, and to those those around them just to support the person. The decision is theirs. Uh, the partner has already taken the control away from them. You wouldn't want to do the same by kind of telling them what to do, telling them how to behave or telling them to get out of the relationship. Um, it would be to think of a safety plan. So it could be as simple as ensuring they've got like a portable charger on them in case a phone runs out of battery, having a hidden kind of cheap spare phone that they can use if they feel unsafe, uh, always advising them to call the police if they do feel unsafe. Um, and you know, it's better to be to call the police and them to come and it'd be nothing than than to not call them at all. Um, obviously, each relationship is different. It's hard to kind of give advice blanket on this, but the risk al almost always increases at the point someone would decide to leave a relationship. So it's really important to have the support and and other people around you um, during these hard times. And I just going on from what Nina's saying is that. If you're a young person who's got a friend who's reaching out to you, I would just, like Nina said, just be very listen and don't be afraid to seek some advice. We've got a lot of services in Kingston. We're really lucky that, you know, there's places that people can listen to that are professional as well as, you know, 
teachers and youth workers, etc. I'd like to include the Early Intervention Service in Kingston, which is the service for young women um, in the Kingston DV hub. So it can be, the referrals can come from yourself, from peers, from friends, from school, from parents, um, and you can call up anonymously just for advice. Uh, you can contact us through the Kingston DV hub um, and request the early intervention service. And it's anyone who's believed to be at risk or experiencing. So it doesn't have to be someone who's definitely going through uh, domestic abuse currently. It just can be someone who you feel like is maybe at risk of it and could do with some support around healthy relationships. In the media and society often glamorises relationships. May young people believe they need to be in ones in order to be happy, complete and normal. What role and responsibility does the media have in shaping relationships that are tough, toxic or domestically violent? I think a huge role, I feel like, from the media young people consume from a very young age, such as Disney films, you know, right up until kind of they start using social media and and seeing kind of reality TV and things like that. I feel like it's it's got a huge role in helping young people understand what a relationship is and helping them learn kind of what is expected of them in a relationship. And it can be very confusing for a young person who sees all this quite chaotic, toxic behaviour in relationships on telly and in the media to then understand that maybe that behaviour isn't necessarily the healthiest and doesn't make them the happiest when they're actually in a relationship. If a relationship only feels exciting and lustful rather than romantic and caring, would you say it's a toxic relationship? I would say it. It depends on how it makes you feel as an individual because everybody has got different likes and dislikes. So it is go very much going by what it feels like for you um, as an individual. Um, and sometimes we can be pressured by what our friends and family may see and may also then, you know, maybe give us questions as to, well, are you going to let them speak to you like that? Are you going to let them be like that? And I think we can be influenced by what other people say to us. But also, and I'm not saying that we, should, we shouldn't listen to what people are saying to us. I think there's a, there's a place for it. But I do strongly believe that it also depends how it makes you feel as a person as well. And if somebody's being really nice and caring, that could be because they're being really nice and caring. And equally, if they question you as to where you're going and what you're doing, can also be a sign of them being caring. So it doesn't mean for a minute that's a, a toxic or a difficult relationship. But it's when you feel that you are losing touch with the world that you knew and you're happy with and you don't enjoy perhaps doing the things you used to enjoy. Then maybe talking to somebody just to try and get their view on it can help. When young people or anybody is in a relationship, they should never feel blamed or it's their fault. Because if you knew the person you were starting a relationship with was going on their first date to be violent, physically hurt you or stop you from 
seeing your family and friends and control everything you wore, you would never have gone on a second date and you would never have allowed that to go on. So it's really important that everyone understands that being in a relationship that isn't nice or isn't making you happy is not your fault and it's nothing you've done. We know that domestic violence can happen to anyone. Is it different for the LGBTQ community? And where could they get support? So in Kingston, um, we are lucky enough to have some uh, really good services. In Kingston, we've got a service called Getting It On, which is run by um, school health and other services within the Guildhall. And people can turn up and go along and they cover a variety of things, sexual health, well-being, um, and people can go along and have an, an informal chat and discussion with them. So we are lucky in Kingston to have some things for young people to access. Another issue in teenage relationships can be coercive control. What is this and what does it look like within a relationship? Coercive control is a form of domestic abuse where the individual is not free to make their own decisions because they are controlled it's not necessarily a threat of kind of physical violence it's just a often unspoken control it can just be as simple as a look or a tap and the person kind of understands what the you know can't quite rules would be for them and that they're they're doing something wrong um coercive control is illegal and it's it can go to court. It is hard to prosecute, but it is a crime. Um, this can look so different in kind of every relationship. As I said, it can be as simple as a look or a, or a tap. Um, but it's, yeah, generally it is that the person is not free to make their own decisions. So how can someone leave a violent relationship? Where else can get they get further local or national support for themselves or friends? If people are in a relationship whereby they know that there is some form of abuse or control going on, we would always advise that they do talk to somebody first because what we do know and understand is that trying to leave a relationship that is um, in somewhat physical or um, coercive or financially controlling can lead to situation increasing the risks so we would always advise that you speak to somebody or a professional before you make that choice who then they are able to help you move out in a safe way I think calling the National Domestic Violence Helpline is a really good place to start yeah I totally agree it's also important to remember that young people can also speak to a friend or family member, local youth workers or another individual they trust. Thank you so much for talking with us today. Relationships are fun and exciting and an important part of life for many young people. However, if you do find yourself or a friend experiencing the types of behaviour we've discussed in this podcast, it's important to reach out and get help. Thanks for listening.